Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. It is hard to believe that a dream that started when I was about 10 years old will take me on an amazing journey. Since the first time I saw Roberto Clemente on TV and some highlights in the World Series, I was hooked on the game of baseball. All I wanted to do was play the game, and like most kids in Puerto Rico, I wanted to be like Roberto Clemente. What a great example Roberto Clemente was to all of us in Puerto Rico. And what an honor to have my plaque in the hole alongside with his. Here's Edgar Martinez now with two on and nobody down here in the seventh inning. And Edgar sends a line drive down the left field line, base hit into the corner. So it's going to score one. Guillen, Vasquez to third base. They will hold him there on a double by Edgar Martinez. Edgar Martinez now with 441 doubles. And he has broken the tie with the great Roberto Clemente. So he has more doubles than any man in the history from Puerto Rico. Welcome back to Mariners Pod and happy Roberto Clemente Day as Major League Baseball celebrating the great Roberto Clemente. That was, of course, Edgar Martinez in his Hall of Fame speech saluting Roberto Clemente and then passing Roberto Clemente on the all-time doubles list, which is pretty cool to hear. Uh, We're going to celebrate Roberto Clemente in this one. We're going to hear from Luis Clemente coming up. Aaron had a great conversation with Luis Clemente, the son of Roberto Clemente, who also runs the foundation. Also, we had a chance to catch up on Roberto Clemente Day in Pittsburgh last year. Steve Blass, his former teammate, long-time Pittsburgh Pirates, spent 60 years with the organization in one capacity or another, and he talks about the great Roberto Clemente. So that comes up in a few minutes as well. So very fun conversations to be had. Also, uh, I dug up a highlight from the World Series with a Clemente home run, which is pretty great. So we'll have that coming your way in just a few minutes as well. So a lot to get to with Roberto Clemente. We'll also talk about the last couple days for the Mariners as they finished up their series against the Texas Rangers, completing the sweep against Texas as Marco Gonzalez just continues to be sensational. Here he comes with the 3-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Struck him out. Brilliant work by Marco Gonzalez. 1-2-3 in the seventh. He's got seven Ks and an 8-2 lead here at T-Mobile Park. So more of the same for Marco. He goes seven, allows two runs, no walks again, fans seven. The walks, it's becoming pretty absurd. He's walked four this year. You know, there's nearly been 120 outings this year by pitchers 
who have walked four or more in Major League Baseball. And here's Marco with four walks total, which is pretty amazing. Robbie Ray, a starter who was dealt at the deadline, he has four different starts or he's walked more than four in starts this year. And Marco just continues to paint. And, uh, you know, his ERA, top 10 uh, in the American League. His strikeout-to-walk ratio, his walk ratio, best in the bigs. I mean, he is he is having a tremendous season, and he pitches the Mariners to victory against Texas. An 8-4 win against the Texas Rangers. Plenty of offense in that ball game as well uh, for the Mariners as they pile up the runs, the hits. Uh, they get it done. Dylan Moore drove in four, a couple hits. He continues to surge. Seager, France, a couple RBIs apiece. So Mariners continue the sweep. And then we went to yesterday, the Mariners playing the San Francisco Giants, and it was interesting because the Astros and A's were playing a doubleheader. And the A's take game one of the doubleheader, and then in game two, the A's take a 4 nothing lead. The Mariners take a lead on the Giants, and it's looking like, hey, there's a chance that at the end of the day, the Mariners will be a half game back of the Houston Astros. Things were looking very good. In large part, thanks to J.P. Crawford. Runners, their leads at every base. Now the stretch by Webb. Here's the one nothing pitch. Swing and a line drive down the left field line. This one is going to be a fair ball all the way to the wall into the corner. White will score. Terenz will score. Heading for third is Shed Long. He's rounding third, heading home. The relay to the plate, not in time. A throw to third, and Crawford is out at third base. But J.P. will clear the bases with a double. Three runs are in. So it was a 5-1 lead for the Mariners. It was a 4-0 lead for the A's. Unfortunately, both leads would be lost as the Astros would come back and win, and then the Giants would come back and win. Unfortunately, L.J. Newsom smacked in the hand with a line drive. Good news is X-ray is negative, but he had to leave after an inning and a third, and the bullpen couldn't hold on, and the Giants come away with a victory against the Mariners here in game one of this brief two-game set. Six to five, the final score. Here is Scott's service after the game. Typically, you get started off with talking about our starting pitching, and um, you know, unfortunately, uh, not working out that way tonight with, with LJ taking the, the shot off the wrist. Um, you know, I thought he was throwing the ball pretty good before that, obviously, and you know, that, that changed the kind of the makeup of the game You know, from the guys of the bullpen. Uh, LJ is going to be okay. I know the x-rays were negative. Uh, you know, we'll see how he feels tomorrow coming in, but he got smoked pretty good, obviously, uh, right on his on his wrist, obviously on, on the right arm there. So uh, we'll have to wait and see if he's going to be available to to make his uh, start next time out. Hopefully, he can. Uh, you know, guys out of the bullpen tonight. Uh, you know, a couple guys hadn't pitched in quite a while, so uh, but I, I did. They competed very very well. Uh, our, our ball club continues to, to play well uh, defensively. We made some, a lot of nice plays again tonight and. You know, offensively got up on them early, um, you know, just not quite enough to, to add on there as they came back. And they got a very good hitting team. Uh, they lead one of the best hitting teams in the league. And, you know, we saw it tonight. Uh, the guys had, had good at bats against us and certainly got a couple balls up in the wind here that, that got out of the ballpark. Scott, was, was there any way up? It looked like LJ took a pretty tough shot. Was there any way he could have stayed in? I don't think, you know, it's worth taking a chance at that point. I mean, it was, you could see the, the seams on his wrist and, uh, you know, he really didn't have feeling uh, in his hand at that time. So, you know, uh, do what's right for the player there always. And, you know, such a young guy like that, no reason for him to, to gut it out. And we did have guys available in the bullpen tonight. 
uh, you know, to get through the ball game. And uh, like I said earlier, I thought the guys competed very, very well tonight. So uh, we've been playing really good baseball um, tonight. Just, you know, come up a little bit short. I said Lyle had not pitched in quite a while either. Yeah, no, you know, with, with the, the down game, you know, the series we missed against Oakland and then last series, uh, you know, a number of those guys did not get in uh, because our starting pitching has been going so deep. Uh, you know, it's a credit to our entire staff. And, you know, there's going to be nights like tonight where, you know, you need those guys to step up. And I thought Brady Lyle uh, competed very well. He was, you know, one pitch away from maybe getting through the fourth inning that was going to be his last inning before we went to some of the shorter guys. Um, just wasn't able to, to quite get through it as Dubon hit the big home run there to tie the game in the fourth. Scott, it looked like you had a couple chances to add on. Uh, just, you know, you had runners second, third there. Just couldn't quite get that big hit. I mean, when you play in a team like this and you're in your bullpen early, I'd imagine adding on is pretty key. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And I think we've done an excellent job of doing that, you know, as we've been on this extended run and playing well. We continue to put pressure on teams and create opportunities. And we have been getting those hits, uh, those big at-bats, guys, you know, cashing in on them, you know, just didn't happen tonight. And it wasn't for lack of effort. Uh, our guy's not locked in, um, you know, we'll continue to, to grind it out and get back at it tomorrow, but really uh, happy with how we're playing. Um, you know, just again, tonight, you keep creating opportunities. Eventually, you know, good things will happen. And we have been cashing in, just didn't happen tonight. Miz has been pretty good for you this year. Looked like that slider just caught it, kind of got, got that path and got it up in the air. Yeah, you know, Miz had an outstanding year. This is a guy who kind of came out of nowhere uh, in, in summer camp. I shouldn't say nowhere, but he's got really good stuff. But we saw uptick in stuff and got the really good kind of hard slider cutter. Uh, he actually uh, threw a curveball to rough and, you know, he got it in his, his hot zone. Uh, didn't think he actually got enough to get it out, but the conditions here tonight, the wind was kind of blowing across and it helped it. But uh, Miz has been throwing the ball great. Really been key, key guy for us. Um, as we started this season, you know, way back in March, he really, you know, wasn't even, you know, on the depth chart to him to do what he's done and really kind of grab hold of a significant spot in our bullpen is awesome for him. And it's been really good for us. So he'll continue to get the ball. He's a really good competitor. Uh, he gives you everything he's got. You know, they just jumped on the one curveball tonight. Scott, you get tossed. It just looked like uh, a couple couple low pitches there you were seeing. Yeah, very low. Uh <laughs> You guys probably had a better look at it than I did uh, from home. But, uh, you know, our guys are out there battling. I thought it was the first one was definitely low, and the second one was lower than that. Um, you know, uh, got to be better. And, uh, you know, putting us down in the count like that, you only have so many outs to play with end of the game. Um, wasn't right, but, you know, things happen. So the Mariners will go out the Giants again tonight. 6.45 first pitch. Nick Margavichis will get the ball against former Duck Tyler Anderson for San Francisco. Giants have been surging as well. This is an interesting matchup between two teams that have had similar paths this season. The, the Giants struggled early on the year, and somehow you wouldn't have expected them to be where they are, and here they are playing some great baseball. Off day for the Mariners coming up tomorrow, and then three against the Arizona Diamondbacks over the weekend. That'll be a key series before coming home. A doubleheader on the 14th against Oakland, and the Giants come to town for two against the Mariners, Tuesday and Wednesday. Off day next Thursday as well, and then the Padres come to town, and then that's the stretch. Three against the Padres, three against the Astros, four against the A's to finish this thing up. Uh, so we'll continue to keep a close watch on A's Astros, and we'll see what the Mariners can do 
as they try and get a split against the San Francisco Giants coming up tonight. So I mentioned it at the top. We're going to do some celebration of the great Roberto Clemente, and we'll do that right now. Aaron Goldsmith, great conversation with Luis Clemente. Luis Clemente, the son of Vera, and, of course, the great Roberto Clemente, the president of the Roberto Clemente Foundation. First of all, Luis, it is such an honor and a privilege to have you in our great ballpark on a day where we honor one of the greatest hitters of all time and someone you're very close with, Edgar Martinez. First of all, thanks for being here. Aaron, it's great to be back. Uh, first time I came here was in 2001, and I had the honor of having my son, my second son, Robbie, uh, christen the All-Star game by running the bases. And the most impressive thing that happened was at one point uh, I hear the crowd just a big roar and everyone's getting up. And when I look at the big screen, they had that image running side by side with him. It was the most impressive thing. So uh, it's so awesome to be back in Seattle, definitely, especially for Edgar. Oh, my goodness. What a fantastic memory. Thanks for sharing that. You have a great relationship with Edgar Martinez. Of course, he is the winner of the, at one point in his, uh, late in his career, of the Roberto Clemente Award, the first ever Puerto Rican-born player to win that award. What is it like for you, with your relationship with Edgar and being from the same homeland as Edgar Martinez, to be here tonight and to celebrate uh, what a magnificent career for one of the greatest hitters of all time? I got to tell you, Edgar has been an incredible ambassador for Puerto Rico, for baseball as a whole. He's been a true gentleman, and I think that the way he carries himself uh, exemplifies what that stood for. So to me, for me to be here representing the Clemente family has a great meaning. I had a, 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 the privilege to speak with Edgar a, a good while earlier today. Uh, people didn't realize he had walked into the room yet and uh, uh, we were sharing stories and there were things that he didn't know. I told him that uh, when I heard his daughter uh, mentioned that she didn't know he could run and that he actually played. I said, you know what? That reminded me of Ricky Martin when he says that he took his sons for the first time to a concert and when they got back home, one of them was looking at him kind of weird and also he said, what's wrong? What's the matter? He says, you are Ricky Martin. <laughs> so, you know, Edgar started laughing. He says, oh man, you know, she uh, was born a year after I retired and, um, so he says, you know, the whole, the whole experience of becoming a Hall of Famer, well-deserved. I said, Edgar, you are a great ambassador for us. We're very, very proud to be here for you. And uh, he was thanking me for being here. Edgar mentioned in his speech all the people, the countless people that have helped in great ways and even the smaller ways on his journey to Cooperstown. You've known him for some time. What's your first memory of meeting and interacting with Edgar Martinez? Always a humble guy. Always someone that was willing to uh, to collaborate and help, you know, kids. Uh, uh, he participated in some of the clinics that we we did in, at Sports City, our complex. Um, I got to tell you, down to earth guy. Very proud of being Puerto Rican and, and and respectful. I mean, I can give you all the positive, you know, uh, uh, words that would describe him. But I think overall, uh, his true commitment, his true commitment is what, what makes him stand, you know, aside from a lot of the other players and um, his sincerity to the fans, you know, and, and the team. Um, I, I'm very, very honored, you know, to be his friend, definitely. It really is amazing. He has talked so many times about how your father inspired him and helped him fall in love with this great game of baseball when he was a very, very young boy in Puerto Rico watching your father play in the World Series. Can you tell us about how your father impacted Edgar and brought him to where he is now? 
Well, definitely. I think Edgar used him as a, as a role model. Um, he had a lot of respect for him. And basically, once again, his aunt was an incredible fan of dad's, and that's how he, he got connected to dad, uh, by watching the games with his aunt. And um, he said that he was kind of like a, like a guardian angel for him in his whole career. So, you know, more respect to him for that. It is amazing that a young boy pretending to be your father in the backyard in Puerto Rico would go on to have this magnificent nearly two decade long career with one team in one city would go on to win the award named after your father for his off the charts humanitarian work that of course Edgar carried that torch during his career and beyond. Mm -hmm. It really is pretty amazing when you think about it both coming from the tiny land of Puerto Rico. Absolutely. I think uh, what dad did he opened the doors for those to follow and uh, Edgar just rolled that that wave you know and he he did he did it perfectly and um like i say you know i think that that in his short career in his short life he was he died at 38 um is amazing the impact he had on people and thank god that edgar picked up on that and and took it to the next level what is the pride of puerto rico for people in this game especially the people like your father like edgar who have achieved such greatness well you know uh when you're born in Puerto Rico, you have a special pride that is indescribable. You know, that there was no other way he would have it. All three of us, his son had to be born in Puerto Rico. Um, and that always knew he represented the Latino players, Puerto Ricans and, and abroad. Actually, not too many people know that that was a co-founder of the Major League Baseball Players Association. And the first meetings took place in Puerto Rico. And um, so what he brought to the game, it was it was amazing. Um, and, and he felt that he had the compromise to open those doors for the rest of the players that were coming behind him. And uh, Edgar was one of them. You know, he felt he felt that was his uh, role model to follow. And I cannot tell you how many people, how people actually react to sports. The sports figures in Puerto Rico are heroes. You know, uh, there's a... Uh, the World Series, there's uh, the World Cup, you name it, everything stops in the island, everything. Right now there's the Pan American Games and everyone's watching, you know, and every time I get I get messages of how another medal and whatnot, you know, very proud. Uh, Puerto Ricans are very proud. People have a lot of pride in, in our culture and what we, in our achievements. And I think that everyone's going to be watching tonight and rooting for Edgar. Your dynamic with your father is so unique. Of course, you're just a young, young boy when he tragically passed away. What are some of the stories? Is there a story or two that stands out to you during your travels, your journeys around Major League Baseball of a people who knew your father better than you sadly had the chance to know him about your dad? You know, there's, if you listen to people speak, you would think that was not even human. You know, there's nothing negative. There's nothing, you know, it, it's, it's like they're talking about a saint. It's like they're talking about uh, sacredness. Um, and, you know, I said, but he was human. You know, there had to be something he had to do that, you know, made him human, right? And this is, oh, you, you will not understand. But, Dad, um, I think the most impressive thing to me is how he impacted people. And someone like Tom Vilsack, former Secretary of uh, U.S. Agriculture, and he said he was in a game where dad hit 14 foul balls, 
15 uh, pitch, he hit a home run center field. But Willie Starr, you'll hit the, lo the longest home run immediately after. So he took away from that moment. So as a kid, uh, he's when when they went to take the field, he said that um, he yelled at dad, "Way to go, Roberto!" So dad stopped, took his cap and tip, and to look at him, kind of like. Uh, thanking him for recognizing that what he did was a value, right? He says, that marked me for life. S someone at his stature told me uh, my fondest moment as a uh, Secretary of Agriculture was waiting for President Obama to come with the Pope to meet the Pope. And he's telling me this while we're in, my, in mom's house in Puerto Rico. And he says, being here with your family matches that moment. So he's like, wow, you know, so for someone to say that, that's that's very impressive. So, you know, many, many stories, many stories. I've had people who, while others are asking for my autograph or a picture, I had this lady in Pittsburgh uh, uh, that she said, uh, all, I, all I want is a hug. And when we hugged, it was, we kept getting tighter and tighter. And, and it was like, I felt that really giving her that hug and she felt it too. And she was, I was in tears, she was in tears. No words had to be spoken. I mean, it's, it's amazing. That impact is still so strong today. Luis, my goodness, you look like a million bucks. It's so good to have you here in the ballpark. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely, my pleasure. Thanks. Great to be back in, in Seattle. There's the conversation with Luis Clemente. I dug up something else as well that I think you might enjoy. From 1957, this is a random regular season game between the Pirates and the Brooklyn Dodgers. Here's a Roberto Clemente double as called by Dodgers broadcaster Vin Scully. Full count to Bob Clemente. DeFondi holding on at first, two out on the eighth. Brooklyn four, Pittsburgh one. Magley, stare it in. Campanella wigwags a sign out to him. Sal's ready. Fondi will be going. There he goes. The 3 2 is cut on. It's a line drive. Strike into right field. That's going to be high and off the screen. Fondy is heading for third. Brillo throws into second. Fondy comes to the plate and scores on a double by Clemente. So Bob Clemente sliced a line drive halfway up the screen in right field. That chased in Fondy. Clemente sliding into second with his double, and it is now Brooklyn 4, the Pirates 2. Pretty, ama pretty amazing, right? <laughs> Ah, I think that's pretty great. So now we turn our attention to Steve Blass, who just told us some great stories about Roberto Clemente. It was an honor uh, to spend 10 years with him and watch him play. Uh, I tell people, I think I mentioned it uh, the other night when we got together, that uh, he had the gift of turning a 10-year Major League veteran into a 10-year-old kid because you didn't want to take your eyes off him. You didn't want to miss anything he did. He played right field It was like it was choreographed. I mean, watching him, uh, I, I would give up line drives to right center down the right field line and just watching him do his thing. He played it with such grace. And, uh, you know, we talk about all the humanitarian aspects of, of Roberto Clemente, and, and they're very justified, and it's uh, amazing what he did off the field. But my vivid memories of watching him perform, uh, we were all good major league ball players, and you've got to be real good to get there. He had a presence that was a notch or two above that. I mean, he had a presence kneeling in the on-deck circle. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it was it was just a, a gift. Uh, I'm from a small town in Connecticut. He's from Carolina, Puerto Rico. What are the chances that our planets would have aligned yeah. and we would have crossed paths? Baseball brings people together. It really does. It really does. So uh, 
just to be, be a teammate, I tell people, people ask me all the time, what was he really like? I said, well, I'll give you an idea how good it was because, uh, you know, you have batting practice and it's structured 4-15. You come out and guys wander out on the field. You pick up a ball and you throw it back and forth mm-hmm. until it starts. Well, for 10 years, for various times, uh, during the summer months, I would have a chance to play catch with Roberto Clemente. How many people in this city of Pittsburgh would give their right arms to play a little catch? You know, you, yeah. you, you think about those kind of, and the simplicity of that. Just standing, you know, let's play a little catch with Roberto Clemente. <laughs> I mean, and then to, to, to watch him, what he did. And in that World Series that we won, I think the whole baseball world finally had a chance to see what we had been seeing in uh, Pittsburgh for, for 20 years. And, uh, you know, he, he won the MVP. He got a car. And the next spring I said, you know, Roberto, you, you should have got the car. But, you know, I thought I should have got at least the tires. <laughs> and then he said something to me in Spanish that I can't repeat. <laughs> but uh, it was just, it, it was a treat uh, to be a teammate of his for, for 10 years. And, uh, you know, just a, a quick story. After everything settled down and we're on the airplane coming back from Baltimore after the last out, he was giving me interviews. I was giving me interviews. So we're on the plane before we, we take off. And uh, he got up out of his seat with Vera up above and came back three or four rows I was sitting uh, by the window, my wife in the aisle, and Clemente came back and said, come out here, Blast, let me embrace you. Wow. Because we hadn't talked since the last hour. I would have climbed over six elements. <laughs> and I got out in the aisle, uh, and I, uh, he gave me a hug, and oh. I didn't say a word. I, did just, I just held on. It was one of, it's one of those moments they, that, you know, every once in a while, uh, uh, when it's real late and you put your feet up and have a glass of wine yeah. and think about things, Roberto Clemente called me out to give me a hug after the seventh game of the World Series. Wow. I mean, it, How great you, is you that? can't buy that stuff. No. Yeah. Pirates great Steve Blass is our guest here on the roundtable. We can look at his numbers offensively. We can get a good feel for what he was like as a hitter. For those of us who didn't have the honor to watch him play in person, can you tell us what it was like to be in the middle of the diamond and watch him make a throw from right field? Oh, it, was, it, it never got old. In fact, he made two throws in that World Series that did not result now, some almost 50 years ago now. Uh, he went over and made a 360 turn on the line, uh, going from his right field position, and then threw a strike to Richie Hebner at third. Didn't get the guy out. He went on the warning track down in the right field corner. It was like a ball, uh, like a hockey puck going around the boards, picked it up, and threw a better strike to Sanguian than I had all day. And they didn't come in from third. And so watching him make those throws and the grace that he played uh and he did the basket catch i mean there was never any issue so if you if you can put this all in, in a visual i had Mazeroski at second stargill at first and clemente in right field three hall of oh famers my. so i said just hit the ball in that direction i'll go get a sandwich <laughs> and when i come back you'll be done you'll be out but clemente uh, uh he, he just did outstanding uh, things and then uh uh, with, with with the way he hit, he hit off the he did all the things wrong. Hit off his front foot, uh, swung a forty ounce bat all summer every year, and just uh, uh, did a, amazing. Could look so awkward hitting, and then oh yeah, yeah, he's hitting three twenty four. <laughs> but uh, it, it, you just didn't, never wanted to take your eyes off him. It was it was a, an absolute treat being with him. Such a great day to be here in Pittsburgh celebrating number 21. What does he mean to the game of baseball? Well, his legacy just will not quit. You know, every every year there's a, a movie about him or a documentary or a book or an article, uh, a, a street named after him, a playground. Uh, and, you know, there are a lot of great players that have sustained legacies. But I don't know. This is almost 50 years later. 
and he is still in our consciousness here in Pittsburgh. Uh, and uh, we, we were so lucky to have him. But the legacy just goes on and on and on. And I think it's, it's because of the humanitarian aspects of his life that were in place before he died in that plane crash. I mean, yeah. he, he wouldn't suffer fools. Uh, he turned down a commercial after the World Series because his teammates were not invited to be in the commercial right. uh, local thing. So, uh, And he, he had an awareness, uh, I think, of the world around him, uh, not just baseball. So there, he, he was aware of what made things go around. Now here's Bobby Clemente, who has had, if there has ever been a vendetta, this might be it. <laughs> He just will not knuckle under and has now had 10 hits in the series and has hit safely in every World Series game in which he has participated. 11 years apart, seven straight games in the 60 series and of course in all of the games here. Pitch to him from Palmer, and there's a ball hit very deep to right field. Going back for it is Frank Robinson. He's at the wall. He uh, can't get it. It's gone for a home run. Bobby Clemente continues to totally annihilate Baltimore pitching. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 